Welcome to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, head pastor of Shekinah Avenue. Now, let's listen to today's message. We wait for you. I have planned my life that I will be dancing to the grave. Yesterday, I was reading about Jacob and how when he was old, he called his sons. And the Bible said when his sons came, he got off the bed and sat down and they gathered around him and he blessed them. When he was done blessing, the Bible said he climbed on his bed, laid down and died. We are dancing till our grave. No disease will kill you before your time. Because you are used to people dying premature, people dying with sicknesses, this is also real. You will die blessing your children. In old age, can I hear your loudest amen? Can I hear your loudest amen? Somebody said I'll be raptured and if that is what you believe, receive it also. We are dancing till it comes again. We are not complaining. We are not going to be perplexed. We are not going to be worried. What are we going to be doing? So when I finish preaching, what will we be doing? We are beginning it where? We are in our fasting week. We are still continuing. Today is day number seven. Today, I want to share with you something wonderful shortly. Help you make some declarations. Today we are looking at the philosophy of the righteous. That's the title of the message today. I pray God you don't forget it. The philosophy of the righteous. I'll be preaching it for three Sundays. Today I'm looking at the philosophy of the righteous, the blessing. To cap up the first seven days of the fasting. Psalm 118, 14 to 17. Hebrews 13 to 14. The supporting text will be Proverbs 10, 6. Proverbs 10, 7. Proverbs 10, 22. Psalm 118, verse 14 to 17. Can you help me read? It says, The Lord. Some are reading in their mind. No. Read on your lips. The Lord is my strength and song and he's become my salvation 15 the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in where the tabernacle of the righteous if you want to hear shout or voice of rejoicing and salvation it is where in the tabernacle when we say tabernacle people are thinking too far it's just simple it means in your house in your body in your home your habitation whether rented or not rented whether built or you didn't build it once it is your house the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents I like that one the tent of the righteous the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly, mightily. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I, I shall not die. Believe and declare the works of the Lord. Can I read some more? The Lord has punished me, chastised me so. But he has not even given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them. And I will praise the Lord. Colum is going to explain what he has said. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee. For thou hast heard me. And hast become my salvation. The stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. This is the lost doing. It is marvelous in our sight. I declare over your life. <laughs> I declare over your life. God will do something in your life that it will be marvelous in the people's sight. 
you see the way he qualified it he said it is marvelous in our sight that means that you together with those that are looking it is marvelous in your sight I declare over your life something about your health something about your family something about your relationship is becoming beautiful it's becoming beautiful it's becoming beautiful you are the righteous my brother you are the righteous they are talking about you the Bible is talking about you how does it end let me read the last part then it is this is the day that the Lord has made. As you are hearing the sound, it is the day that the Lord has made. Actually, this day is about Christ. But for today, today is that day. And that day is today. This is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice. So let's go back. He says that in the tents of the righteous, there shall be shouts of joy or the voice of rejoicing you are a righteous man starting today we have a philosophy we have a philosophy in our house in our home in our habitation it is only the voice of rejoicing it is only the voice of rejoicing it does not matter what happens what come against you in our house what belongs to us it is only rejoicing it is only the voice of celebration it is only salvation preservation prosperity healing deliverance wholeness that is our portion because we are there because you are the righteous what will happen to you according to the scripture what will happen in your house what will happen with your business what will happen with your family what will happen with your relationship what shall happen to it your business what will happen to it we are building a philosophy i'm not coming to give you philosophical talk we are building a philosophy with our beliefs that is the righteous that is what we know you know this guy was crying out some believe it's david others believe that it is just a psalmist he was like it looks like i'm going to die it looks like death is there it looks like god is the one punishing me it looks like my prayer is not going anywhere in the midst he remembered he was a righteous man and in the midst of the remembrance he said no i shall not die i will leave i will declare the works of the lord in one of the prayer he said send now oh lord send prosperity now then he goes on when he says thanks the lord for his mercy endures forever you know most of the time you are going through things and you're worried but become like this man in the midst of it remember you are a righteous man and once you are a righteous man what must be heard in your tent is what the word must be heard in your tent. What must be heard in your tent? The first tent is your body. The second tent is your house. The third tent is where you work. I decree and declare over you that it is only rejoicing and it is only salvation. Can we read it together? So 118 verse 15. Can we read it? Give us all the translation you can give us before I begin to preach the gospel. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous the right hand of the lord has done brilliantly amp the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the uncompromisingly righteous the right hand of the lord does brilliantly and achieves strength glass songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous the right hand of the lord does brilliantly Hear the shouts. Hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. Are you saved? Are you saved? I declare starting today, by the time we are done, it is only rejoicing. In your house, in your work, in your business, do you believe it? Are you sure you believe it? I'm going to lay the foundation. We have a philosophy. We don't believe anything but this philosophy. A set of ideas. A set of beliefs. That has become a habit. When we fall seven times, we will rise up. So we don't fear anything. The righteous are fall seven times. But seven times is a rise. You must know you are the righteous. Let them take all you have. You will get it all back. Can you shout a better amen? We are the righteous. We know we are the righteous. And because we know we are the righteous, there are things we don't believe. There are things we believe. There are things we don't expect. There are things we expect. We have a philosophy. A man's philosophy will determine how he reacts to things. His philosophy will determine his response to things. The same thing can happen to two people, but what they believe and how they think will affect them. One loses a baby and they are crying. 
another loses the baby like David and he rises up and baths and goes to a party and you know what God will do God will look at it like wow the son I'll give to you he will be a king that will build my house because the man is responding differently they all went into the land to spy the land they all saw giants high walls they saw all that but two of them they had a different idea and concept the Bible calls it a different spirit others came they said look we can't take the land they are giants and they are they are serious giants you know so when somebody is seven foot you feel that the guy is very tall these are real giants real ones two of them they said why are we wasting time people are crying in the camp the bible said it was a disgrace elderly men 50 60 70 80 couple with young men 30 they were lying on the ground and crying all because they were like what have we gotten ourselves into giants tall the cities are so high we don't have weapons how can we take it but two said no it's all about philosophy they were like let us go now we can take the land now we can take it now Caleb even said later on he said look I am as vibrant 40 years after he was saying I am that vibrant and strong as I was that day I said what I said that we should go and take the land philosophy what do you believe what what do you believe do you believe there are things higher in your family than you do you believe that this world we came to struggle do you believe that we are here to be dominated by diseases sicknesses do you believe that this world is full of trouble and that is all a man that is born is born unto trouble all his days are trouble he's like a vapor he appears and disappears what i have said is all bible it's not outside the bible it's bible you know what even job said he said curse is the day i was born curse is the one who went to tell my mother you have a man's son. curse is the day when god appeared god said look who is he that speaks foolishly he said job come you're speaking foolishly don't talk like this job the fact that you're going through this don't talk like that job even went on job, job ask for job he just went on he spoke and spoke and his friends didn't help him look they will help you form your philosophy friends you know what they told him they were like job what you are going through that is what i'm robbers go through people who don't obey god and job said what i i obey god he said go and go and check the records i've taken care of widows you know what i have done he began to praise himself and his own righteousness because the guys push him they push him they said no man who is righteous can lose the daughters all like that and all the sons like that what have you done tell us what did you do wrong what can he say he got to a place and was fed up he said i can't even argue with the two of you all the three of you one two three i can't argue with you because when i look at the thing what you're even saying is not sad to me as me knowing that my case is with god and he is the judge who is sitting on the case and my case is with him and he is the one who is sitting on the case to rule the case how can i even win they said that's what that's what you have not even good god himself christ is not treating me fairly then god shows up he said job job i want to ask you questions then he began to list he lists why have i said all this in the old testament the most precious commodity is righteousness in the new testament the most precious commodity is the righteousness what did adam lose right standing all he was made to be all god wanted him to be all he could become he traded it by one disobedience so all that the law is doing is that the law is looking for people that can obey it so that they can stand right with god so that when they are right with god all that god promised they can have so in the whole of the old testament everybody was trying his best to be righteous they were trying do you know the estimate of god on that try god said all their righteousness is like filthy rag then Solomon even messes it up them all. He said, there is none righteous. No, 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 not one. 
Because Solomon even messed it up. He said, those that were asked not to touch stones, they will touch stones. And when they touch the stone, the stone will hurt them. When you tell them not to break the edge, they will break the edge and serpent will bite them. You see, you see the well, it goes round. All the waters move into the sea, yet the sea is not full. He said, the wind starts from one point, goes and returns to the same point. And he said, what is the duty of man? But to fear God and to obey his commandment. What is he telling you? To be righteous. That was the single commodity. And unfortunately, nobody could get it. The only way God could allow them to be temporarily righteous is by presenting offering. So that they can kill beasts. So that their right standing can last longer. But in this new covenant, you, you are righteous. So the greatest commodity of the Old Testament is given to us in the New Testament as a gift. This is why we love Jesus Christ. This one. If you don't know these things, you'll be the most miserable. The greatest commodity by which you can qualify for anything God has is freely given to us in the New Testament. And I'm going to open the Bible so that you see it because it is the righteous that must shout and rejoice. And by the time I prove that you are righteous, I will tell you what the righteous man has. And what the righteous man has. Three things. I'll start with one today. Romans 5, 19. For us by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So, now read it with a smile. So, by the obedience of one. Who is that one? Somebody can tell. Somebody say me. No. <laughs> who, who is that one? That one is Jesus. Shall many be what? Made righteous. Let's keep reading. Can we keep reading? Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. 21. That as sin I reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life. How do you reign in grace? Righteousness. So if you don't know you are righteous, you will be in a dispensation of grace and you will not enjoy anything. But the day you know that you are righteous, it will be like magic. It is working. It is just working. Doors are opening. Opportunities are showing because you understand. And it's my duty as your pastor today to tell you that you are righteous. To tell you that you are righteous. I have not even read the main one. The main one is in 17, 517. I read all the others so that you see the importance of righteousness. Now read it with a smile. For if by one man's offense, whose offense? Adam's. Death reigned by one much more how much more they who have received what and what so what is righteousness to you do you work for gifts if you have to work for me to pay is it a gift you come to my house you work six hours i pay you thirty dollars you work another three hours i calculate i divide it as is three is equal to then i tell you work for 20 hours what will you be expecting much more you'll be expecting what 60. As you are expecting 60, if I come and give you 60, have I gifted you? If I try to tell you that, look, this is a gift, will you believe it? You will look at me strangely. What you deserve? You will not even, if you are not careful, you will not even thank me because it's a transaction. I work, you pay. So if you have paid, I have worked. If I didn't work, you won't pay. So he's telling you that what has God given to us? A gift. And righteousness is a what? It's a gift. And that gift is not because of your work. It is another man's kindness that he showed to you. So now God has given you right standing as a gift. Not doing. Pay attention. Not doing. Not doing. I'm going to say not doing. Not doing. Because a lot of people here, they think it is doing. At first, it is a gift. You see God, you see how kind God is. Me as your pastor, this one, I won't do it. I'm telling you. This one. Haven't you read the Bible? He said, No man will die for another one. No, 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 no. Nobody will die for you. Somebody can even tell you they are praying for you. Meanwhile, they are busily sleeping. Hey, you have no idea. They can say, I am there, I'm doing it for you. Meanwhile, they are in their bed. They can give you stories. Look, I am there. More especially pastors. You call them, say, I'm lifting some prayers for you. Yeah. They are lying down. After a while, when you say that, I'm tired of experience. After when you say I'm praying for you, then you are just, Lord, touch. Then you move on with your life. 
How many pastors are here? Is it true? You are not a pastor. Pastor Della, is it true? Sometimes. Is it true? Sometimes. You cannot say not sometimes. He cannot. Sometimes. Sometimes. Somebody can even think you are, they are calling you. They are not getting you. Thinking you are praying. Lastly, you are tired. The body is tired. That's why Jesus said, we are willing to pray, but the flesh is weak. We all get there. Don't depend on anyone. Righteousness, righteousness is a gift. It's a gift. It is a, it's a gift. It is a gift. Congratulations. Receive the gift. Receive it. Dude, it's not just a gift. It's a declaration. A declaration. A declaration. A declaration. So aside that they are gifting it to you, it is a pronouncement. <laughs> Can I read Romans 4 with you? Romans 4, 5, 2 to 7. But to him that worketh not, I'm, I was telling you, it is not work. So he's explaining to you that what? To him that worketh not, but believeth on him. That justified, declares the ungodly, not the godly. Oh, pay attention. He declares what? The ungodly. The declaration is on the ungodly. The guy is not godly. The guy, is, nothing has changed about him. But there is a declaration about him. That's what he's telling you. The guy stole the chicken. The guy stole the computer. He did the fraud. But the court and the judge is saying that he is not guilty. Do we even meet you outside and laugh at you? He said, I did it. I did it. They can't catch me. He will say it into your ears. I did it. The judge said, I didn't do it. I remember my father took me to court one day. In the case whereby a man had gone to steal in their family. He had stolen and they caught him. So I was in the car with my dad. We were going. He was going to court. He carried me along. He said, you see this case? Then he was telling me about the case. He said, the guy stole it. But I have been asked to defend him. He said, so do I do it or I don't do it? What will I say? I said, daddy, what are, when you're going to the court? He said, yes. So this is our job. You defend the wrong. You defend the right. Do you understand? I said, yes. He said, when we get to the court, you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to prove that this guy is under a disease which makes him do things he doesn't remember. And once I prove that and it's traced in the family, what do you think will happen? You'll be free. We went. I've forgotten the technical. I'm not a lawyer. I can't remember the technical name. Some, some funny name. He proved it and gave a referral case. They say, oh, yes, yes, no, no, no. This is, this is purely beyond the scope. They say something. They say it's purely beyond. This is purely beyond it. So as it stands, the case is, is a foolish case. The guy did it. But the judge says, he didn't do it. And his lawyer said, there was some, some medical issues. But the guy stole it. We call it declaration. You are guilty. You are ungodly. But God because of his purposes he is not going to leave you ungodly but he declares you righteous so that in the process you don't try to become you become by his own help coming into you as the holy spirit so he makes that declaration it is a declaration so let me read it justify the ungodly his faith is counted for righteousness let me read quickly even as david also described the blessedness of the man unto whom god what imputes imputes he declares it he counts it in his account he imputes righteousness without work the shocker is coming pay attention he said saying blessed are they whose iniquities are what forgiven one and whose sins are what they are covered it's like it is there but it's covered declaration he's going to get more interest let's read the letter God will not not that so God will he will not he will not. This is a decree. He will not. He cannot sit at the judge and they bring you and say, ha, ha, take him away. No, he cannot. He cannot. He will. He's telling emphasis. Will is choice. His decision. He will not. But to one who not working by the law, trust, believes fully in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited to him as righteousness. The standing acceptable to God. That's David congratulates the man and pronounces a blessing on him to whom God credits righteousness apart from the works he does color is going to explain it blessed and forgiven and happy are to be envied are those whose iniquity are one forgiven and whose sins 
are covered up and completely buried. Someone said, Hey, Apostle, I also have a word for you. Hey, blessed and happy and to be envied is the person who sin the Lord will take. It doesn't mean go and do bad things. Who sin the Lord will take no account nor reckon it against him. The shocker is coming. Let's read. Let's read. Is this blessing, happiness, that meant only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. The bullets are coming. He received the mark of circumcision as a token or an evidence and a seal of the righteousness which he had by what? By faith. While he was still uncircumcised. Faith. So that he was to be made the father of all who truly believe. Though without circumcision and who does have righteousness right standing with God imputed to them and credited to the account. Let me read to the end. I feel like just reading. As well as that, he be made the father of those circumcised persons who are not merely circumcised, but also walk in the way of faith which our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. He has told you that Abraham is a righteous man. He has received righteousness. And don't think for a moment that he received it because of what he did. Because if you are going to look at what he did, he doesn't qualify to receive it. Maybe you don't know. Let me look at Abraham in the cloud and talk about him. What he did didn't qualify him. God spoke and he laughed. God is telling Abraham, I'll give you a child. He's like, it is okay. Ishmael is okay. This Isaac you talk about, Ishmael is okay. So you just re- laughed. God even didn't do anything to him. He went to Pharaoh, he lied. He went to Abimelech, he lied. He took the maid that Sarah brought, impregnated and complicated all our lives. We call it terrorism. The Bible is telling you what they did. Let me give you even a shocker. God didn't tell him even to repent. Look, when you read the Bible, he, he was not even asked to repent. You Can you imagine? He's worshipping idols on a mountain and God shows up. He said, Abraham, Abraham, I want to bless you. Leave your father's house. That is the instruction. Leave your father's house. Leave your mother's house. Go to the land that I will show you. He doesn't know what is God worship. Bible, Bible, Bible. I will say some few things before I end. The guy was calling the son God and God shows up. He said, Abraham, leave your father and your mother and it's believed by historians that he even carried his father so when it, his father died on the journey of the road he died on a rock he left with Abraham together he's leaving his father's house carrying his father some even believe that it was his father who started the journey only believe only believe believe what you have heard believe what you have heard righteousness without works you are righteous it doesn't matter what your father did your mother did you are Righteous, we are building a case for the promise to Abraham or his posterity that he should inherit the world did not come through observing the commandment of the law but through the righteousness of faith. What God told him that he had that he believed it is the adherent of the law who are to be the heads. If it had been, then faith is made filtered empty and all empty of meaning and promise. He's made void. He's anal and has no power. Beat. It's going to get exciting. There are some wonderful things. For the law results in divine wrath. But where there is no law, there is no transgression of it either. What is he trying to tell you? God has taken the law, nailed it to the cross, so that you can focus and know what you have become. You have become the righteousness of God. Let us continue. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. In order that it might be given as an act of grace or merited favor to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. 17. The bullets are coming. As it is written, I am made you. The father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. Who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already 
existed. For Abraham, human reason for hope being God, hope in faith, that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So, nameless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter importance of his body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. You see, this one even looks big. Let me break it down for you. The King James says it's better. For this one, I will beg the King James. Pay attention. When you become righteous, whatever God has said, you can bank your last hope on it. That it will be fulfilled. You can approach the Bible and be excited every day. You can know that you rejoice every day. <laughs> he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being, this is what I'm the philosophy. Talk to me back. And be what? No, talk. Be what? Fully what? Persuaded. Be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded that what he has promised, he, he was also able to perform it. Hear the word of God. Your righteousness is a gift and it's a declaration. And I can tell you today, we are fully persuaded. We are fully persuaded. When you shoot the arrow, it can't touch us. We are persuaded. Sickness can put us on the bed. We are persuaded. That is our conviction. That is our faith. That is our belief. When we start and you take it, we will get another one to replace it. That is our persuasion. When we lay a hand on one, it becomes a thousand. That is our persuasion. Once we are in it, it will do well. That is our persuasion. If it is us, even when we die, we shall be resurrected. That is our persuasion because we are what? Righteous. God didn't just make a declaration. You know what God did? God aside giving us the gift and the declaration. He himself became our righteousness. Second Corinthians 1.30 I want this thing to sink deep in your heart. He himself he became our righteousness. He said he has given Christ to be for us redemption, wisdom, righteousness. Righteousness. There is no way you have Christ and you can stand before God and you are righteous. There is no way. Pay attention. These things will free you. It will free you. It will free you. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness. This is it. Now God himself has been made your righteousness. It does not still end there. Now God also makes you. He has made Christ to become your righteousness. Now then he takes the equation. Then he makes you also become his righteousness. Pay attention. This one is so big that none of us can understand it until we get to heaven. When God's right standing on the earth is not himself, but is another man. Mr. Bafo, can I use you? You're looking very nice. Come you are the one who wanted to fast tonight. Come. Imagine I became all that I have. I was made righteousness to this man. So he is declared righteous. Then the, all you know of me, I'm an apostle. I'm a preacher. I have three children. I have a wonderful wife. I run a ministry in East Lagos. All you know about me, I went to school here. I finished the universe. I did this. I did that. I have done it. All that I am. Now I declare that this man is. So if you want Apostle Sydney, that is him. This is how big it is. That God, if God will be said to be good, it is not just the good things he does, but the good things he does for this man. It shows that he is a good God. If we can't see the good things in this guy's life, he is not good. Will this man know it? If he knows it, the day he knows it, that he is representing God back and showing the world who God is, what God is, how God is, and what God can do. If he gets that knowledge, the day that knowledge hits him, that knowledge is called righteousness. The day that thing hits him, 
Can he believe somebody can do him? How dare you to do God? In manifestation, the day you get to know, you will laugh at challenges. The day you get to know, you will know when you fall, you will rise up. Because God doesn't fall and stay down. What do people know? They don't know. They feel. They need to turn again to God. And say, Lord, you must be good to me. No, you are the one to let people see that he's a good God. And I declare to you today, your body will be so healthy so that people can see that God is the healer. You'll be full of life so that people can say God has life. You'll be full of abundance so that people can say this is the God of all abundance. You'll be so rich and wealthy so that people can say the silver is his, the gold is his. You'll be so glorious so people can say see the glory of God in manifestation. I welcome you to a season of righteousness. You'll be all that God is. You'll be all that God wants. You'll be all that God has. What will you do with this? What will you do with what I've said? That is the real question to me. It is a real question, Mide. That is a real question. What will you do with it? When you become the righteous, one philosophy you must carry for the rest of your life is found in Proverbs 10. You find it in 6. You find it in 7. Then it is crowned in 10. Or you find it in 10 and it is reflected in 6 and 7. I'll read it and we'll read it together. And starting today, don't believe any other thing. Philosophy number one. One, two, go. Can we read it with a smile? The blessing is where? It is in heaven. The blessing is where? No, look at it where? The blessing is where? The blessings are upon the head of the just, the righteous. Today, you are a career of the blessing. It is on your head. God's default setting is the blessing. The blessing has power that men are not talking about. We have magnified the curse above the blessing. But the blessing is on the head of the just. And I am looking at people that are justified. I'm looking at people that are declared righteous. And as I am looking at you, I can comfortably quote the scripture and tell you that the blessing is on the head of the righteous. It is over everything you do. It is over everything you will do. It is over your children. And it's over your job. It is over your assignment. And it's over your body. It's over your journey. And it's over your business. It's over your relationship. And it is over. It doesn't end there. There are more. It says the blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. The blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. And it has no sorrow. I declare to you today. <laughs> If you are a believer that you carry the blessing, then hear me. Everything about you shall be rich. Your character is rich. Your home is rich. You are rich in money, rich in virtue, rich in wisdom, rich in favor. And there shall be no sorrow. Sorrow is far from your house, from your territory, from your children, from your marriage, your relationship, your prospects, your business. Can I hear your loudest amen? You are not working for it. It is yours because you are righteous. You are not laboring for it. It is yours because you are righteous. And the career of the blessing. The blessing can change Jacob to Israel. The blessing can make a barren land become fruitful. The blessing, it is timeless and at the same time it's timely. The blessing is intangible. At the same time it is tangible. The blessing, he has no boundary and has no limit. I can stand and look at you and tell you by the great grace of God not because of your labor and hard work but know that you are righteous and the blessing is on the head of the righteous today when I look at your head I don't see weak I don't see hair I don't see a white hair all I am seeing is what what do we see now I can see the blessing I can see the blessing I can see the blessing whether you are Brazilian hair or natural hair there is a blessing on your head whether you are in weak or not in weak, you have a blessing on your head. Whether you are in scarf or not, you have a blessing on your head. I decree and declare to you, you are a career of the blessing. 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 Doors will open. Doors will open. What you do shall be blessed. This is our philosophy. This is our philosophy. It is our persuasion. It is our mindset. It is our habit. It is the way we think. 
when you take one we receive a hundred we don't fight over things unnecessarily we are the righteous the righteous their head carries the blessing i don't care who gave birth to you i don't care what you do i don't care how you do what you do i don't care where you do what you do i don't care who opposes you and do what you do all i can tell you is the blessing is on your head starting today believe it believe it believe it believe it for your real estate believe it for your data work engineering believe it for your education the blessing is over my head ah let me shock you and i end 11 years ago I have had 12 different encounters with the word of God the fourth one is what I'm about to share with you that was 11 years ago I was reading my Bible I stayed on it for three years Abraham I was reading the Bible then I heard the voice of God the oath of blessing the oath of blessing the oath of blessing I was like Lord what is this pick your Bible sit down let's learn I stayed three years when I took you to Pentecost prayer center to pray you remember the points I gave one of them was what Abrahamic blessing when I took you to Kokoasi to go and pray Mount Oreb one of it was what Abrahamic blessing this church I've taught it I did it it's not because I read book God spoke to me and opened the Bible and I stayed with it three years so as you are hearing it don't take it jokingly it's a serious thing my brother very very serious thing and from that day 11 years ago I walked out of my room and I knew that starting that day no man, nobody nothing at all can bring me under a case from that day I'm ten, I said how many years ago 11 years ago I got into the Bible when I opened it, God said oath vow, my swearing I said Lord he said read he said there is a dimension where men, if they don't trust other men they ask them for an oath, a vow, so that they swear. So men swear to men. And when men swear to men, you can't break it. And when I swear to you, it means that what I have said, if you have any disagreement or any argument, know that because I swore, I won't fail. That is men to men. So I stayed with it. Then God gave me examples. Abraham and Abimelech, Joshua and the people of Gideon, they entered into an oath, a swearing. God said, did you see them breaking it? I said, no, sir. Is that because when you swear, when you break it, the oath will get a hold of you. I said, Lord, he said, go on and read. Then I read. And I saw men progress. And men swore not to men, they swore to God. So that they would do what they were swearing for. So somebody like Gideon, he swore to God. He said, when I go and I win the battle, when I come back, my first person I see in my house, I will sacrifice. And when he came back to the house, the first person he, he saw was the only daughter. So he had to take the daughter and present the daughter to God. You can't fail with the vow. You can't. God said, pay attention. Pay attention. These are men who are vowing to me. So Ecclesiastes even say, when you make a vow, pay your vow. Either than that, God or the angel of God will spoil the work of your hand. So God holds vows very dear. He said, pay attention. Men are swearing to me. They are swearing. And when they swear, they are held by it. 11 years ago, I stayed. Read it, read it. And I read more examples. They said, now pay attention. I, God, I also began to swear to men. I said, how? He said, Abraham. I swore to Abraham that in blessing, I will bless him. In multiplying, Osni, I will multiply him. I will make his descendants like the sun uncountable. The Lord said, take it that today I, the God of the whole universe, in the Abrahamic blessing, I have sworn to you. That day I wept in my room, cried for a while, came out, became the boldest. I don't fear anything. You can take anything that is here. I know. I know. It is an oath. It is not just a promise. It is an oath. God has bound himself that he must do it. If he doesn't do it, then he is not God. He doesn't exist. And it is not for me. It is the Abrahamic blessing. 
Today I'm looking at you and I am excited that as righteous as Abraham was, you are better because of the blood of Jesus. And I can tell you, God has an oath to bless you. Only if you can believe it. When they throw arrows, he can't touch you. There is an oath over your life. The oath of blessing. You are the righteous. You have got an oath. Hey! You are the righteous. Glory to God in the highest. You are the righteous. You will not fall and die. You are the righteous. I said you are the righteous. There is a blessing over your head. The blessing is on your head. Ah, 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 ah. Don't look around. The blessing is on your head. After hearing that, I went on a search. I researched into every word. In every promise that is in the book of Genesis. Genesis, I went to Deuteronomy and I stayed. I'm like this one. If God has sworn, then God gave me an example of his swearing. So I relax. You know when he swore? He said, I don't swear casually. No, no. Don't you see why I swore? Abraham brought his son. But I didn't swear because of his son. I swore because of my son, the ram. Then he said, sit and learn what I do when I swear. Then I sat. Then I read the story of how Israel was going through the land of the Amalekites. And how the Amalekites attacked Israel, the children and the old ladies. They attacked them from the back. And God had warned Israel not to fight Amalek. God told them, don't touch them. Don't fight them. They are your relations. So leave them alone. And pass through their land. And here they were. The people that God warned they shouldn't touch were touching them. And God was watching. They touched them from the back. Slew some of them. When they went out, then God appeared to Moses. He said, Moses, today, call Joshua. Tell him by myself, I swear. As long as I live, I will war with Amalek until there is not even one of them to survive. That is when you begin to see the story of Haman. Haman was an Amalekite. God, he was the last remaining descendant of the Amalekites. And God went after him, even in a distant land. Though he was on the throne, God went after him. He said, this is what it means for me to swear. That day, I saw it. I'm like, is it this? He said, yes. I swore. You know what the wife said? He said, is he a tree you are falling before? You will never rise. His own gallows hung there. When I saw that, I went back into my Bible again. I'm like, Lord, let me analyze it again and find the swearing. Listen, I present to you today by the great grace of God that you that is standing there, you are a beneficiary of the Abrahamic blessing. The blessing that has got an oath. I can look at you and tell you, you won't die before your time. No matter the prophecy, you will live. You will reign. You will be favored. You will do well. You will be healthy. I can't hear your celebration here. 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 This is why there is the shout of praise and rejoicing in the tents of the righteous. Because the righteous know what they have. They have the blessing on their head. Five blessings condensed together. Do you know how blessed you are? Never talk about the curse again. Never talk about the patterns again. Do you know how blessed you are? Never talk about the cycles again. Never talk about the laws and laws and laws. Never talk about it again. Do you know how blessed you are? The blessing will make you a blessing. The blessing will make you a blessing. It will make your work a blessing. The blessing will make your marriage a blessing. The blessing will make your job a blessing. The blessing will make your journey a blessing. The blessing, it will make you the head, never the tail. The blessing, eh, it will enlarge you at a higher. The blessing will make you a blessing. The philosophy of the righteous. I am a blessed man. I am a blessing. This is a takeaway scripture. You see, when we say Abrahamic blessing, sometimes you will think too far. I'm going to narrow it down to somebody's experience so that you can understand it. We are looking at the rhema for the service as we go back. It is a statement about Isaac. Do you know that like Isaac, you are the child of the promise? Galatians 4, 28. Galatians 4, 28. Now we brethren, as Isaac, what? Was. Ah! The children of the promise. What was Isaac? So what was Isaac? To say child of promise is, is too big. And we are going to bring it down to the earth. So that you understand how it is on the earth. And it said that you will be looking into the skies and wondering what is happening in the skies. And in the spirit. No, we are bringing it down. Genesis 26, 13. 
you are going to read it in four different translations then we praise God one two go read it with a smile and the man was great and went forward and grew until he became Isaac New King James Version Genesis 26 13 read it and a crazy began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous AMB and and Kwame became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and what distinguished another version net bible one to go the man became wealthy his influence continued to grow until he became <laughs> very prominent NLT can we read it with a smile really became very rich and her wealth continued to grow the message the man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy ESP and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy this is your future this is the future of the righteous you are moving on you are moving on you are waxing great and great until you are prominent Thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, Head Pastor of Shekinah Avenue. For prayer and counseling, please call 0200-999-852. Join us for our Sunday services from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate us at Shekinah Avenue Auditorium, opposite the Washing Bay, Saika, Obodo, East Lagon. Until the apostle comes your way again, same time next week, remain blessed.